Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I ain't worried about it. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is WSL commentator Ronnie Blakey. How is up? Uh, you mentioned before that you like surf, uh, you like playing cricket, golf rather in J Bay. <laughs> yeah, um, cricket, like cricket on the brain. Who, who is very impressive with a with a club in hand? I know Kelly can play. Do you ever play with him? Yeah, yeah, I play with Kelly a bunch. Uh, Kelly's a, he's one of those guys. He's a freaking alien. Just good yeah. at everything. Yeah, he's <laughs> up. He's there's nothing he can't do, and right. he's the most competitive person you've ever met in your life. Oh, right. we actually we know that. We had yeah. a. We almost got Kelly on this podcast when we were significantly smaller. We um, like when we had no role. No one. We even were, even inboxing a, him. There right? was a, there was a video on like ESPN or someone Instagram, and it was like it was this like in India or something in this village, and it's this young kid and he's shooting a fucking he's shooting rocks from a slingshot at his brother who's got just a fucking pole, and his brother's just cracking every single one, just hitting him, and then Kelly shit left a comment underneath it going. Geez, that's good hand-eye coordination. You ever heard of this guy from Australia, this old cricketer guy it's called Sir Donald Beedman? And then we just screenshot it, put it on Instagram, and we're like, Kelly's a huge... Uh, this Kelly Slater's a huge Sir Donald Beedman fan. <laughs> and then we're just Amazing. thinking, yeah, we're just talking shit. We got like 5,000 people on our Instagram. And then he responds to our story going, I knew it was Donald Bradman. It was an autocorrect. And we were like... Oh, cool. good, man. Like, we're just taking the... competitive yeah, with his, we were uh, like, his DMs. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, man. That's all good. We're just taking the piss. Yeah. You know, hope you're well. And then you, and then our, our listeners were sort of ribbing him in the comments. In the comments. Like, oh, oh, shout out to And then Kelly's replying to them like, mate, oh, he, loves it. he loves engaging. Yeah. yeah. And then we're like, come on, on the, the podcast. He's like, righto. And then probably as payback for us talking shit, he just strung us along for like... Yeah. A year, months. basically. Yeah, well, it was probably like yeah. a year. So anyway, we do know this competitive. He loves a chat, but yeah, he's a he's a freak golfer, freak athlete. He's fifty one now, yeah, still I know. going, still it's doing mad. It. He's, I mean, he's having a shit year this year. He's won four heats, mm. four heats. My yeah, old father time might finally be catching 51, up. With him. Like, yeah, he's, know, gonna... he's just he's bashed up too. It's like you look at the waves that he's ridden. You can see that he's you know his body's going to be pretty twisted up. Yeah, but he's up against you know just absolute studs. Mm. Mm. Just. Uh, such gnarly groms, just they're almost gymnastic, hard to keep up with. But, yeah, from uh, yeah. like a surfing perspective, like how much has what is capable on a wave or what people can do on a wave changed? Like from say Kelly, because he's been around for so long, when yeah. he started to now what some of the best in the world are doing, you know, what yeah. sort of is it? Is it is it just like night and day different in terms of like the aerial aspects and shit oh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's gymnastic now. Yeah. It's gymnastic, but it's almost like getting to a point where, you know, when you watch snowboarding now, like to me, it's it's just a mess when you watch like a a, a big ramp uh, event or a half pipe event. The guy's just in the sky, just you don't even know what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. it's just a mess. Scotty just like, oh, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a great point. And then some guy's just like touching himself. The commentator's like, "Oh, that's the you know five yeah. double McTwist. McTwist. I'm like, but you don't. I don't really know the difference. Yeah, one of my mates uh, commentates the snowboarding for the Olympics and stuff. And like, I just go, "What are you watching? Like that? 
that was almost ugly. <laughs> and there is that sort of gymnastic element of serving. You appreciate that it's like remarkable that someone was able to do a backflip mm. or just a, a wild spin. Um, but it's almost going back to like the the purest in me just wants to see a big straight air like, yeah, like right. the originals mm. uh, used to do them. But um, – yeah, it's it's night and day, not comparable. It's just evolved so quickly. Yeah. Um, one thing that, you know, kind of one area where Kelly was amazing was uh, barrel riding and uh, taking off on really heavy waves late. Uh, and he's still right there with all the, the best young guys. Like he won pipe just last year in, mm. in pumping waves. Mm. Um, so, you know, well, he might have kind of fallen a little behind on that gymnastic aerial approach yeah. um he's still really gnarly a gnarly tube rider and uh he really like desperately was trying to get to the olympics because it's going to be in tahiti oh, yeah, and that was right. his dream i think to like have a crack at at a medal because he would have been a sniff there if, oh if he would have been a sniff for sure mm. he would have his nose right in it this is all talk with Tom and Eddie coming to you on the SCN Airwaves, and we're talking to Ronnie Blakey, the WSL commentator. You're up to Tahiti in a couple of weeks? I'm not doing Tahiti not this doing year, um, but it's it's going to be nuts. Mm. It's like, fuck, the, the way that they've, they've kind of changed the format mm. of the, the tour now, the structure, yep. it's like the regular season finishes after Tahiti, and if you're in the final five, if you're in the top five at that point, then you get a shot at a world title in like a one-day surf off. Mm. Um, some people don't like it, but essentially what you're going to get out of it this year is almost like two intense races for the big the big show. Mm. Um, so there's like a few people outside the the five at the moment that are campaigning for like one spot. Uh, I think on the the men's side, and you just pray that they get surf because it'll be absolutely mad mm. and then the final series is is kind of i don't know if you followed the sport for a long time it's pretty hard to get your head around it yeah um but there's just no question that on that final day it's pretty thrilling watching like number five surf against number four the winner of that surfing against yep. three and yeah, so on and so okay. forth but you know for someone like uh carissa moore for example she was number one seed going into the final series last year. She's going to be number one seed going into the final series again this year. And, you know, Steph's got eight world titles. Chris has got five. Uh, if it was the old format, she gets six last year and she's going for seven this year. Yeah, so okay. And Steph's still on seven. So it's sort of like it's a big change up to the, the just the culture of professional surfing. Mm. Um, but like I said... All eyeballs will be on it when the uh, when the show rolls on. That's it. Do you, does it. Do you like the change? I wasn't there for the finals the first year. Yep. Um, Has it, I, have there been two finals or just one? Uh, there's been two. Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but last year I was there and being there on the day, you know, it's pretty magic. Mm. Trestle, is it? One, one thing you get often with like a – a title showdown is like you got two surfers going for it. Mm. They can't meet until the final usually. So like the chances of that happening are just really slim. Mm. So saying number one and two fight it out for the title instead of having a f wild card beat the number two and the race yeah, is over right. and the world champs crowned on the beach. Mm. Right. So, yeah, uh, okay. so to get that world title moment guarantee is, is 
why they did it. Um, but yeah, I think the jury's kind of out a little bit on it. Yeah. Um, for core fans, because like Carissa's just been again this year, like she was last year, the most dominant surfer by a long shot. Um, she's got a big points lead on Tyler Wright, even. And uh, yeah, it'll be kind of heavy, heartbreaking she, if she she loses again. And like I, I'm sure in her head, it'd make her question like, what's the f- point? Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, but she's so good that she'll probably get it done. She'll probably still do it. That's yep. interesting, mate. Where do you what do you reckon the future of surfing looks like? Like where are we headed? And would you want to bring back style points like they used oh, to? Oh well, yeah, style. It's gone through like a – it's a pretty young sport like yeah, when is. you start comparing it to other sports. So it's only – it kind of makes sense that there's going to be some really significant changes along the way. Um, but I think it's heading in a great direction. I um, – like the performance levels are nuts. They have been skunked like you wouldn't believe this year. It's been the worst year for surf. J-Bay was the best of it. Uh, and the surfing on the best day at J-Bay was like some of the best surfing we've seen at Jeffries. Um yeah, I mean, style's a funny one because, like, what I like and what you like and what Tom likes, it's it can be completely different. Mm. Um, so you can't really work it in, but they sort of have this one element in the, the criteria called flow, and it's like how smooth you can be between your, your manoeuvres. And it's sort of a bit of a – it's just a nod to style. Yeah. Because no one with a crabby style – gets points for flow um it just yeah but yeah i think i think it's it's in a pretty good place at the moment i just i'd love to see um i think the schedule can actually be stronger uh my opinion it was probably a stronger schedule a few years back but there's like a few factors contributing to that too like um what would you you like to see sponsorship money i definitely want to see fiji back and then it's not that the events some of the events on there are bad events but you know the the chance for world class conditions is low. They're not world class waves, mm. and it's like if you get on there, you know, or, or as a spectator, you want to see them in the very best waves, and and the schedule needs to kind of reflect that. They've they've they're fifty percent of the way there. Yep. You know, with with pipe with. Tahiti with Jeffrey's Bay with you know there's some legacy events like Bells which has just been there forever and it's a unique wave but it um you know not everyone loves it but it's it's just that it's a magic event mm. it just always has been and then Margaret River is kind of like a a real consistent sort of big wave performance spot so there there is some waves on there that you wouldn't necessarily call world class but they're kind of Sick events. Yeah. Right. But they need like, I don't know, they need Indo. You need like a proper pump and reef break and Could they could they not go to Indo and like just move move around depending uh, on every, where they've done it one year um before previously. But there's you know, there's some resorts in Indo now, uh in the Mentawai Islands in particular that could house all the surfers and they could have like a, a mobile event. Yep. But uh yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's just finding like the uh, the sponsorship for those contests in these remote places. Obviously, the more remote you are, the more expensive the event. Um, so yeah, that's kind of hard. And then the other thing is like, how does that event line up with the time zone in the you know the countries that follow the sport? The big avidly, yeah. like 
America, Brazil in particular, Australia is an important one. Um, and then you've got Europe. So there's a, there's a lot of factors, but I think if you just get, like J-Bay is a good example, you get world-class waves, tragics like us who will stay up for most sports will grind it out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you've got to grind it out. You've got to grind it out. You've got to grind it out. That's what it's about.